My name is Ginger Ricks. My husband Montel and I have a blended family with three kids. After working in various industries over the last 20 years, I'm a full-time mom now. But how many of you know that whether you work in the field or not at all, you're not just a mom. We women, we wear many hats. And this isn't dress rehearsal either. It's real life, real people, real stories here on The Tripod Mom. I don't know about you, but in our house, we love spicing up our meals with hot sauce. We have all the traditional faves, but we also enjoy trying new flavors from time to time. I am so glad that we found the goddamn sauce. They're a local sauce company based out of Los Angeles, California, that was started by two Howard alumni. From pineapple ginger sauce to curry reaper hot sauce, everything is extraordinary and will boss up every meal. They're also a black owned business, which if you know anything about the Tripod Mom, we love supporting our black owned businesses. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at The Goddamn Sauce. That's the G-O-T-D-A-M-N Sauce, The Goddamn Sauce. And boss up using promo code MOMBOSSES, that's M-O-M-B-A-U-C-E-S, for 15% off your next order. Get your sauce up with The Goddamn Sauce, the boss of all sauces. So good evening, everyone. It has been a while here at the Tripod Mom podcast. I have been taking just some time to be with my family, take care of myself, not take on too many things, but I am glad to be back tonight with one of my favorite people, um, one of my closest girlfriends whom I love and adore. And I'm excited that we're going to be sharing with you tonight something that I think you will find very beneficial, whether you are a new mom or you're just a mom, I'm sure we're going to have something on this episode for you. So without further ado, I am going to introduce tonight's guest, Shanice Walker. Would you like to say hello? Hello, mothers. (laughs) Well, hello to you. And um, just to give you a little bit of background story, so between the two of us, okay, Shanice and I have five children, and two of them are two years old, and the youngest two are 13 months and four months or five months? Four. Four months. So tonight we're going to be talking about tips for new moms. And like I said, if you're not a new mom, don't switch the dial. Don't turn us off just yet, because I know we're going to still have something for you that pertains to motherhood in general. So stay tuned. Um, But for us, this is the life that we're living here and now. Um, Shanice and I probably call each other at least once a week saying like, hey, what are these kids doing? Am I right? <laughs> we're, what, we're am I, at, what am I doing? What am I doing? What are they doing? Can you come and get them? Um, <laughs> do we need to go to a park really quick or something? Because 
it's it's just real life right now. Um, having such small children in this age bracket um, is is very consuming some days, and so it's nice to have a friend and an outlet, right? Absolutely, it's so, so sweet. It's sweet, and it's it's super cool because the two that are two, um, we experienced we were pregnant together, and so that. And Shanice was maybe not so happy about that at first, but I was ecstatic. I was like, oh my gosh, we synchronized our watches. We are pregnant. Then no, I, I wasn't happy at all, but I got happy afterwards because I realized that I needed um, a village. I didn't know that beforehand. Yeah. Oh, you absolutely need a village. Mm -hmm. If you're on the Lone Ranger boat with children, God bless you because I don't know how you're doing it. Because like I said, almost every week, in fact, every week, multiple times throughout the week, Shanice and I are texting each other back and forth um, about everything from sleep training to naps to are we getting enough rest? What else are we talking about, Shani? Uh, we're talking about um, language, flashcards. <laughs> Um, socks we're talking about car dinner <laughs> dinner oh dinner what will these kids eat what did your kid eat all of the above and all of the above because yeah it's it, you really need each other during this season I think especially just to make sure you're staying sane <laughs> so let's get right into it um we have about nine tips maybe by the end of uh, our ninth tip we might have a, another tip for you but so far we have about nine tips for new moms out there Shanice why don't you give it a go what's your first tip for a new mom out there should I go in order in which I sent them to you it does not matter go with okay. the flow boo okay all right so this was my bonus tip but I feel like this should be number one okay okay please mamas take some time out for yourself if you want to binge watch reality TV and eat snacks late at night, do that because you may regret it in the morning when your kids are up, but you're going to feel so good about yourself that you did something just for you. Yeah. Crucial. I actually did that today where I still had things that I did like work-wise and you know but I just tried not to take on too much and I deliberately said I'm gonna watch this show that I've been watching and if I get a chance I'm gonna try to read and I definitely want to go outside with the kids today and those were kind of the things that in my mind I knew would allow me to rest so I totally get what you mean when you say like take some time for yourself. That was still like, I still had productive things that I did, but that was my time to myself. I didn't do anything very tedious. I didn't do things where people were demanding of my time. Um, you know, so I just kind of yeah. said, look, we're going to make ice cream today and go outside. Amazing. <laughs> okay. So my tip for a new mom, um, maybe it's, it's kind of similar. Um, I'm saying rest. So essentially you're saying to do something for yourself, whatever that looks like. I'm saying actually take some time to rest, which could mean binge watching TV and just laying around eating, you know, snacks and stuff, but also like sleep. Um, you may hear this 
from other mothers out there, other women saying to sleep when your baby sleep, I definitely take advantage of that. Um, because I, we have the two now, it's not just the two-year-old we've now we've got a one-year-old and they're sometimes on different sleep schedules. Um, the baby baby is up at night. And so I'm up at 6 AM with her in the morning again, because girlfriend is up all night and then she likes to wake up early. So by one, two o'clock I'm toast and mommy needs a nap too. So do I always get a nap? No. Um, because the two-year-old then is sometimes up and he wants to play while she's asleep, but I definitely, when I can coordinate them to nap together, or maybe dad takes his lunch downstairs, um, I get that nap in, or I'll just go upstairs and like shut my eyes. Sometimes I'll even lay down on the couch while they're playing and just kind of like lay down and watch them play. If you have to call a babysitter to get a nap in get some rest. You, your children will thank you because you will be less irritable. Okay. You will be <laughs> just, I think when you're running on fumes, it's not good for anybody. Husbands included, right? Yes. Anybody can, can catch these hands when mommy is tired. So <laughs> rest mothers, make sure you're getting your rest. Shani. All right. Um, my second tip is uh, let's go with uh, read and sing to your babies every day. So I'm a big proponent of reading and singing. Um, I personally don't like music, but my children do. And so I find that it gets, um, it just like makes their day much better. If they're having a good day, chances are you as a mom is going to have a good day. Um, mm -hmm. so just reading, um, obviously it helps their vocabulary, it helps their mind, it helps their memory, it helps all those things, but it's so much fun just to climb into their world and get some time to read and sing. Um, YouTube has a great um, way of finding music, just type in bingo, type in a uh, little, you know, old McDonald, um, but yeah, I think as a mom, um, if you could read and sing to your child every day, you both benefit from it. Well, I am guilty of not reading every day. So that tip, I, I definitely have been trying to do it more now because I feel like with uh, Montana, we're kind of like not in um, uh, exposing her to as yeah. much vocabulary and things, you know, cause I try not to, I, I'm kind of like, I don't like too much TV. But seeing how Solomon was so advanced at this age, knowing his numbers, his shapes, his letters, his colors, like at 13 months and seeing Montana kind of like not in that space, I'm like, what's the difference? And I'm like, oh, Solomon was watching all those videos and singing those songs. So I've been trying to engage them more in that right now, at least Montana. Um, when you say sing songs, are we talking about children's songs, any kind of music, like Tupac? What are we talking? <laughs> Anything. Everything goes in my house. My, my, my son loves Anita Baker. Oh. So anything goes in my house. I mean, we go from bingo to Anita Baker to Tadashi to Beyonce. Like okay. it's all, everything, we roll. 
Okay. Cause we do a lot of worship. So, and I think that's just for me in the background, a lot of times throughout the day, I'll have like worship music, um, just in the background. I think it kind of keeps the atmosphere in, in a peaceful place for me, but, um, uh, Occasionally, I will change it up and put like, instead of it playing like on the Bluetooth speakers, I'll put them on like YouTube where they can be watching it also. And even like you said, just like random uh, children's songs and stuff too. So, it, and it helps burn out their energy, right? Uh, I don't know if my kid's tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, they must, they're asleep now. It's seven o'clock. That's true. I mean, okay, fine. They tired for bedtime, but other than that, like this brother, the two-year-old just keeps going. Oh gosh. I do it for educational purpose and like exposure and like, um, you know, it keeps me from wanting to sit on the couch if the music is playing. Cause I'm like, I like to dance and he likes music. So they work together. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then the reading is obviously exposing to him to just the vocabulary, like you said, which I know your child and he is a great communicator. And that was something you and I talked about on the side because I was having issues with Solomon just whining all the time. And I think, you know, kids go through that phase or that stage and they definitely regress back into that. Right. And um, so, yeah, so I started trying to do some of the, the reading and just talking to him more. And it's definitely helped him with his communication to where now, you know, he can tell me the things that he needs, obviously implementing sign language helps too. Um, So yeah, all of those things, all of those things. I like that tip. That's a good tip. Read and sing to your child every day. Um, I'll work on the reading part. <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm still working on that. Um, my next tip. So this is tip number four, ask for help. And if help is being offered to you, look, you guys can't see, but Shani's is clapping. <laughs> Moms do not think you have to be superhero mom and take on everything by yourself. Ask for help. And then with that, if help is being offered to you and maybe you don't need it right now, like be okay with saying, you know what, I'll take a rain check on that though. Cause there will be a day when you're like, oh, I do need that babysitter or, oh, I do need to go run, you know, a quick errand really quick. Can you, can you help me out for five minutes, you know, while I go and do this or take care of that? Um, and I don't want to step on one of your tips because I know you're getting there. Um, But I think it's so important just to make sure that you are communicating when you need help because it helps you mom not burn out. It helps other people who want to be there to help you and support you um, be there when you, you may not say that you need it, but um, they're probably noticing like, eh, I noticed you haven't showered in a few days or your hair is not combed again or you know what's what's going on with the kids over there (laughs) every time I call you they're screaming and you're crying like what you know so definitely ask for help and um accept rain checks on help mom because you're gonna need it that's good ginger I'm guilty of that yeah I think we all are we think you know it's not a big deal we'll just we'll ask for help when we really, really need it. 
And it's like, no, don't get to that place where you really, really need it. Ask for help while you're still hanging in there because when you really need it, somebody may not be there and then you're melting to pieces or your children are having a meltdown and you you just don't know what to do anymore because you're, you know, burnt out. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, the next tip, what number are we on? This would be five. Okay, number five, thank you. Um, I would say if you're feeling blue, overwhelmed, depressed, um, and maybe you have postpartum depression, be sure to tell someone, get yourself some help, like Ginger was saying, um, is so important. And there is no shame in postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a part of the psyche, it's a part of the hormones, it's a part of the experience, it's a part of um, just breathing air. And maybe um, you're feeling out of sorts or not sure why you're feeling the way you're feeling or even be able to put language to it, let someone know. Tell people what's going on in your head so that way you can get some help. It is okay. If it's your first child or your second child or your fifth child, it can still come up. Um, It could still be a part of your postpartum experience. And so if you ask for help, then chances are someone will be able to relate to you and get you, you know, over to whomever you need to talk to. Um, so if, you know, if you initially talk to your partner about it or you talk to a friend, just make sure you tell someone so yeah. that they can yeah. be looking out for you because being a mother uh, and a new mother, there's lots of things that you don't, that people don't tell you that you, that ends up happening to you and uh, you're not sure what to do with it. So stay in communication. And if you feel blue, it's okay. Just make sure you tell someone so that they can help you get the help that you may need. Yeah, I actually have a testimony of that. And I had posted about it on my Instagram a couple months ago, I think, that I was dealing with um, depression during my pregnancy, during the final trimester of my third pregnancy. And I didn't know that that was even a thing. But I kept saying to my spouse, I'm like, and and anybody who knows me knows I am a happy-go-lucky, very outgoing, very vibrant, I think, person. And so for me to even say that I think I was feeling funny was really hard because I'm like, no, not me. Like, I'm not depressed. I don't know what, you know, no, that doesn't happen to people like me, right? It's like, it's not, not me. That could never happen. But um, I didn't realize how bad it was until I went to one of my last doctor's appointments and um, the OBGYN asked me like, hey, how you know, hey, how you doing? And I just burst into tears. And she like, I could see on her face that she was kind of freaking out because she had been there. It was the same doctor for my second pregnancy as it was for this third pregnancy. And so she had Mm -hmm. been knowing me for like two years now and had never seen me like this. And so she um, assessed me. She, I actually did score um, on her little test, you know, high enough to where she did want me to go and talk to a counselor or a therapist And um, I found that it was very helpful. And um, at that point, you know, I, like I said, I had mentioned it to my spouse and I was saying, you know, I, I just don't feel right. Like, I know that I'm like angry inside and I'm like, 
frustrated and I'm hormonal and they kind of like brushed it off. You know, he kind of brushed it off like, eh, you're kind of always like that. And I'm like, no, no, maybe I am. But I'm trying to tell you there's something different about it now, you know, and I kept saying that something is up. And when I finally went to the therapist and the therapist called him during our session and was like very serious because doctors don't play with depression. They automatically go into like crisis mode. And um, she had a talk with him and, and was very clear, like, these are the things that you need to do. These are the things that together you guys need to watch for. And I, w- I just was so relieved at that point because I was like, thank God, I feel like somebody listened to me and validated this crazy feeling that I, these, these feelings that I was having because- yeah. I was just like, this is not normal. (laughs) And and it wasn't like, you know, I wanted to hurt myself or the baby or anything like that. And I know, you know, there are levels to this thing, right. With especially postpartum depression, but it's just feeling off. So I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, if you are, if you think you're feeling off, talk to somebody, talk to as many people as you need to until you get somebody that's going to listen and definitely talk to your healthcare professional. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So my next tip, um, gosh, was that my last tip? What you got Shani? All right. My next tip is another statement that is so important. Drink water moms, please. Okay, wait, because I saw this on your list and I was like, okay, it's important to drink water. So I want to hear this. Why moms drink I am so passionate about water. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I think that water is life and we don't drink enough of it. We live in Southern California. So drink water, period, right? Right. But your body needs the water. Your breast milk needs the water. Your brain needs the water. Your skin needs the water. And if you, if you've had a baby, you understand that your hormones are whacked, yes. if you're breastfeeding, you're wackadoodle. And yes. so mm-hmm. if you don't have the water that you need, you get all dried up and, <laughs> you know, like water keeps you plump, keeps your skin moist, keep your, keep your eyes white. Like water is key. I can't stress this enough. Anytime anyone any moms talk to me, I'm like, first question, are you drinking enough water? <laughs> <laughs> you Please drink water. But I, I am just, because I couldn't believe that was a tip, but I mean, I used to health coach, so I know it's important to drink water, but I didn't I think that that was a tip. Time. I'm like, Ginger, are you drinking enough water? Yeah, you do. <laughs> you got to drink water. Take it everywhere you go. Um, I never, I never leave home. I learned this from a, a, a mom friend who is passionate about water. It's, it's just so important. You tell me, respond back to uh, to Ginger if you find yourself not drinking enough water and then you use this tip to drink water and then drink some more. You'll see a difference. You definitely do see a difference. I will say that much. When I am uh, parched, um, it, I feel like it affects a lot of different areas of uh, my body. So like you said, your skin, your face, um, your energy, um, just all of that. So, so yes, it definitely does make a difference. 
But um, okay, moms, make sure you're drinking the water. Yes, Shanice always has a cup of water with her wherever we go. Yeah, and I'm looking at her drinking her water right now, and I'm mad that I have a hot cocoa and not water. So thank you, Shanice. I am parched now. You have a hot cocoa? <laughs> I do. It's 200 degrees outside. It is, and I'm sweating, but I'm trying to cut back on my coffee, okay? So I'm okay. drinking hot cocoa. Okay, I'm with you. And I am sweating. And now I want water. So yeah, it's, this is my life. Okay. Um, I, okay. So I got my tip. I think this is tip number eight. Um, sleep train. This is my tip. Okay. So I've talked to many mothers and I am the guilty mother who co-slept with, you know, the second baby till he was uh, till the new baby almost came. So that's when he got kicked out of the bed was when Montana came. We were like, sorry, kid, you're um, 16 months. You got to go. And it was past due at that point. Um, but sleep train and sleep train early because um, you, you may know this, you may learn about it. About four to six months, your child is starting, your baby is starting to learn the important um, ability to put themselves to sleep themselves naturally. And so if you are going up in the middle of the night, every time they make one peep and you're rocking them to sleep and you're, you know, giving them the breast or a bottle or something, um, you're interrupting that process. And then later on down the line, when they're kicking you in the forehead at 2 a.m. and you're sick of them being in the bed like I was and my husband was, it's, it does. It's too late. It's too late, mom and dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sleep train and sleep train early. I don't care how bad it is. If you try it, whatever, cry it out method, cry with it method. Don't cry. Peep in on them. I don't care what you do. You will thank yourself later. Preach. Shanice. Your kids sleep great. So I, you know, and sometimes you get those babies that sleep really well naturally. Um, my first was like that. Shanice, you have one, maybe two babies that are like that. Are they both yeah. like that? So far. So I far. Hate you. I <laughs> but we trained. Okay. You know, we trained. Yeah, you did. And it, it just worked so well for you guys. And I hate you right now because, oh my gosh. I mean, it was a good long month of crying it out, but when, when he got it, he got it and well, we kept it and we kept going no matter what, no matter on vacation, no matter if he was sick, no matter if he, um, you know, begged and pleaded. Yeah. Kids are really good at getting their way, but no, uh, the answer is still no. If I have to get up at three o'clock in the morning, put you back in bed, that's where you're going. You're not sleeping with me. No. And I'm so guilty of this mom. So if your baby is climbing back in the bed with you, I'm guilty of it. We're yeah. doing it with Montana right now. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, you're here again because yeah. I'm so tired um, waking up with her throughout the night that sometimes I'm just like, oh, just stay here. Yeah. But um, it's kicking me in the butt again now because she's waking up earlier every evening and she's looking for me. She knows I'm going to get her. So <laughs> You gotta be a drill sergeant like Auntie Shanice over here. And I'm telling you though, it definitely works. And with the help of your partner, you guys need to be on the same page. If you have Absolutely. a partner, 
use them because if you're not on the same page, then it ends up being like a tug of war. Um, but, and like, you know, if you're training, it's, it's hard work initially, but it pays off in the end. So uh, it's not easy, but it's worth it. Like Ginger is saying. Yeah. And the longer you wait, the just more difficult it's going to be. So nip it in the bud, do it early. Your baby won't remember. Your baby will be fine. They won't hate you, parents. <laughs> they'll love you actually more because they'll be rested and independent little people, which is what we want them to be in their own beds. <laughs> All right, Shawnees, that brings us to number nine. So you have one more bullet point. Do you want three or four? Three or four. Oh, number three. The order? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so then we did have 10. Okay, we'll say, I want them both. I want three and four. I want as many tips as you got for these new moms because I know the new moms out there are like, please help. What do I do? Okay. Um, so another one that I learned along the way is um, never compare your motherhood or your child to another mother or another child. Um, I fortunately get to watch Ginger mother her kids, her, you know, her 13 year old, her two year old, her 13 month old. And I always envied her strength. Like, dang, she's great. She got these kids. She can take them out. She can get them fed, get them dressed. They always smell good. Like she's able to do everything. She's running a business. She got a podcast like how I'm barely just like, I made it to, uh, I made it from one room to downstairs to the kitchen. Like that's, that's where I am. You want me to come outside? Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. In a couple of years. I don't know. Anyway, I personally, because I have great mothers that are surrounding me, I looked to them and I compared myself and I had to come to realize like, Every woman is different. Every mother is different. Every child is different. And everything that you admire, admire it. Everything that you want to do differently, do differently. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't compare yourself because you guys are in, we are all individual mothers. We're all, our children are individuals. And so they deserve the space, um, the acknowledgement, the praise, the correction, the discipline that they need for them. These are, um, you know, we are people, they are souls. We are, you know, we are, we are women, we are mothers and we need our space to do our thing. And so I just um, really want to encourage a, a mom that you don't have to compare. You are special and you are everything that your child needs and your child is everything that you need. And you can admire the next mom and you can admire the next child, but you don't have to compare yourself because there's no comparison for, uh, you know, you as an individual. Amen. I love, love, love that tip because you do look at other moms and you're like, how do they do that? And I have mothers, including you, Shanice that you look at and you're just like, wow, I love how they do this. I love how you talk to your kids. I love how they um, 
are so polite and well-mannered and smart or, um, and it, it just, it kind of, you start to maybe like question your own ability when, like you said, God gave you your own ability and nobody can love your kids the way that you can. And then the other part of that too, I think is that every household is different. So what's okay for you and your family may not be okay, you know, for the other family next door. So why are you trying to do what they're doing? You know, or, or your, and your children's have, um, your children have different needs, you yes. know, um, they develop differently. I think there's a, a wicked thing that, you know, parents get into when they start to compare their children. Oh, my kid was walking at this age. Oh, well, my kid was talking at this age or my kids started saying their ABCs and it's like, wow, that's great. You know, that's amazing. But, you know, don't let that make you feel like, oh my gosh, well, my kid hasn't even broke his first tooth. <laughs> like, you know, he hasn't even cut his first tooth on his gums. Like, you know, something's wrong with my kid. Like, no, yeah. children all develop differently, um, especially in the baby phase, you know, mm -hmm. with those very small milestones, you know, and if you have questions, you can always talk to your pediatrician, right? You can always talk to your doctor. But when you start comparing, you know, your child to the next child, you're just setting yourself up for a trap to not really see the beauty in your own child that, like you said, they're an individual, you're an individual, and everybody's got their own journey. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's hard. I mean, you see some kid running circles around your kid. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> your son was moving and shaking. My baby didn't even halfway want to be on his tummy for less than 30 seconds. I'm like, hello, somebody. Are you yes. going to roll over one day? Yes, but then too, I remember that your son want well your oldest son um was su just such a great communicator. Like I said, this kid would like have a full blown conversation with you, and I'm like, all my kid wants to do is cry. <laughs> Here's some words, man. Use them, like. And I would just be like so frustrated, and I just said, you know what? No, because they all develop at a different rate, and so you know, I think that's part of what you said about having a tribe too, and having your community around you, because then you start to glean from the other parents and say, oh, well, I didn't think to try to sit there and have a conversation with my one-year-old, you know. And I, I would watch you get down on his level and look him in the eyes and kind of explain things step by step by step to him. And I was like, I, I don't do that. I just kind of say stop crying or, you know, what are you crying about? And, you know, talk, you know, <laughs> and I never thought like, even though he's a small person and he may not comprehend, that's part of building the vocabulary. That's part of teaching him to understand is explaining things and, you know, introducing him to new concepts and stuff. And once I started doing that, wouldn't you know, the kid had words. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I, I learned all the time. I learn all the time. I mean, I'm like, how does she get all these? She got three kids dressed like 
snacks packed to the park in 30 minutes flat. I have one kid at this time and I'm like, how? Actually, I can't even come. I have to meditate <laughs> on the goodness of Jesus because I don't even know how to pack a snack bag. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So anyway, but just to hone in on the point, it's so important to gleam. It's so important to admire and to big up your other mothers. Like they're doing their thing. Just don't compare yourself because we all on this journey, we just, it may, it's going to look different. And it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong, right? Right. Just because they're doing something doesn't mean that what you're doing is not okay. It's right. just your own thing. So, yeah. All right. We'll take it away with number 10. All right. My last one is say no. To who? No. To, to what? Anyone. Oh, to every, everybody. <laughs> so... I think the importance of saying no, um, as a mom, you um, can feel pulled in many different directions. And if you practice saying no, it gives yourself some balance. So you have family obligations, you have children obligations, you have um, friend obligations, work obligations, home obligations, church obligations. Like, a mother doesn't have the luxury of just being a mother, right? She's pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. And so um, what I found is the practice of saying no, so that I can be really present with my kids. So instead of being tired and being at every single social event or every single family barbecue or every single extracurriculum things, I have learned that Saying no to some things brings balance to my family. I can be a, a very present mom when I'm not frazzled trying to go to the next thing, right? Mm -hmm. I think that um, saying no to, to things you don't want your kids exposed to, saying no to um, self-doubt, saying no to... I mean, really anything that doesn't benefit you, it is okay to say no. And you find your power in that. And I've really found power in just saying no and not explaining myself. Um, because overall, if I'm a healthy mom, then, I'm a, then I can be a healthy woman. And if I wanna keep my brain in check in order to you know, mother my children well, I need to say no to some things and it's okay. And people will get on board and respect your words. Yeah, knowing you, you don't have a problem saying no. <laughs> Shanice will tell you no quickly. Oh, no, I don't. Uh, uh We're not doing that. I don't like that. <laughs> but that's something that I admire about you. And I have learned from you. And um, I'm thinking as you were explaining this about saying no, like saying no, when people try to impose their beliefs on you about how you should raise your kids, that mm -hmm. to me is a big one, you know, right. oh, you should do this. That's not working. Uh, uh. When I was growing up, this is what we did. And mm -mm. 
Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to go. I got to call on the other line. See, maybe I'm not as good as just saying no. I'll just say I'll see you later sometimes. Because sometimes, you know, you can't just explain yeah. everything. Some people don't get it. That's that's my way. But sometimes, yes, you do absolutely have permission to say no. I appreciate your opinion, but that's not how we do things around here. Yep. Or, you know, no, I can't see you this weekend. No, I'm not driving. Like you said, I'm not driving way out there. I know you miss the kids. I know you want to see them. I'm tired. I'm going to spend time with my husband or I'm going to just watch, you know, TV all night and eat junk food. <laughs> and that's okay. That's your business. <laughs> Well, we hope that you have enjoyed these tips, mothers. Um, if you have, let us know. Um, I think you can, I don't know how you would comment on a podcast, but you can leave us a review or you can email. Um, I'll have to put the email down in the comments below because I'm not too sure. I think it's the tripodmom at gmail.com. Um, but it might just be tripod mom. So let me double check and I'll leave it in the comments below. Cause I've, I've never had anybody email me. I don't even check that email yet. Our podcast is so new, right? Cause I'm, and I'm a mom, like I'm not checking emails. Okay guys, like keep it real. Follow me on Insta, send me a DM. That's easier. But um, we would love to maybe share more tips with you. If in the future, there's something else that you want to know, we actually will probably be sharing um, tips for pregnant moms coming down the line. So definitely, if you're thinking about having a family, um, maybe you're listening to this, you're not pregnant yet, um, listen to this so you know what to do, but then be looking out for that next episode. So I just want to thank you for joining us tonight, Shanice, and thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you again here at the Tripod Mom. Have a good night, everyone. Bye, mamas. Thanks for listening today on The Tripod Mom. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. That way, we can reach more listeners with stories just like these. Thanks again.